Well, welcome into the Pucknologist. Sorry, we're a little late today, but it is episode 86. Since last week was kind of like a takeover, but not. But this is the official episode 86. That can be one of the lost episodes. Thanks for checking us out. I'm AJ underscore strong. Rolling with me tonight. You love to see it. Hockey jerk. That's right. We're back in the uh, back in the usual confines here. We're back in uh, Teal Town, USA's uh, desert studio, we'll say. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, hell of a week, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> All right. So, uh, again, like we really didn't have a pucknologist, so... Uh, we'll, we'll do a, a recap very quickly of the previous week, but you had Arizona, uh, the game against Arizona, it's a three, two loss. Um, you had Kurz coming out and saying, uh, you know, the mark of a bad hockey team is a team that fixes one part of the game, but then a hole springs up somewhere else. Evidently Kurz channeling his inner Ian Reed. Uh, that's been this year's Sharks team in a nutshell. They simply look like one of the worst teams in the NHL this season. There's no other way to put it. Uh, shall we say <laughs> further evidence to that fact is the Sharks had a six on three at the end of the game and couldn't get off a shot on goal. So <laughs> then St. Louis, a 5-2 loss. The Sharks looked solid through the first 40, but they go into the second intermission, tied it two, and the wheels fall off in the third. Then you got the Vegas game, which is a 3-1 loss. The Sharks again play well through 40 minutes. Can't find whatever they need for the <laughs> third period yet again. Oh, let's throw in some comments here. Hi, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jerry. Hey, now, Jessica. So... <laughs> Let's get to this week versus L.A. The Sharks blow yet another one. <laughs> 2-0 lead going into the third. End up losing 3-2 in overtime. And Bugner straight up calls guys out uh, during the postgame saying that, look, you can't uh, you know, put 12 guys on the roster and only have eight or nine show up. And evidently that led to the Sharks celebrating Festivus a little late with the airing of the grievances in the morning before the Philadelphia game that welcomed, uh, welcomed back Justin Braun. And somehow that ended up with a 6-1 victory, only the second victory in the month of December, uh, with a Timo Meyer hat trick kind of putting the nail in the coffin on that one. However, Melker Carlson was lost in this game after taking a... Uh, horrific shot to the back of the head uh, early in the game. So, uh, I mean, what, what are you thinking, Jerk? Oh, man. Well, what are you laughing about? Immediately thinking, you said Melker Carlson lost in this game, and the only thing that popped in my head was, well, I hope we find him soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, good God, this week was a... Tragic. Oh, my, disaster we'll say before we get into it I want to say really quick shout out to jessica she took me to the game with her against the las vegas knights super appreciate it nice. shout out shout out to jerry ran into him at the tank said what's up to him and his son very nice people just wanted to get that out of the way there um this week sucked like <laughs> forced like you've got arizona st louis las vegas los angeles four games in a row where the sharks played really well through the first two thirds of it. And then 
everything just fell apart at like all at the same time. And I was at three of those four games and oh, maybe by it the, was you that was the problem. <laughs> it, it's possible. I should just never come home again. Uh <laughs> But, like, by the L.A. game, I was, like, I wasn't even mad. I'm just, like, why the hell does this keep happening, right? And you mentioned Bugner saying, you know, among other things, that, you know, some guys didn't step up. And I I, I was excited when DeBoer came in because he said, well, we're going to hold everybody accountable regardless of the contract or their stature or anything. And then that kind of went away after a couple months. But so far with Bugner, he's – short of uh, name dropping, he's pretty much stuck to his guns and said, look, I don't care if you're the future step the F up right here, right now. And <laughs> I, I, I said it on Twitter, but you know, Timo Meyer came into that Philly game and he basically said, Hey, don't scratch me, bitch. And here we are. So <laughs> I don't care if you're the future, you're about to be the past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, Jamie McGinn. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I know we talked about it following the game, uh, following the Philadelphia game, but I can't, is it nice to get, you know, that second win of the month? Sure. Does this mean everything is turned around? No. <laughs> One game. Let's, let's see a little bit of consistency. This, I ran the numbers. This month of December is the second worst month of in franchise or the second worst December in franchise history. And that says a lot when the 92, 93 team only won 11 games. All right. All, all year <laughs> clarify all year. Yeah. <laughs> so second worst December in franchise history. That's just insane, but we move on. And, uh, I mean, what is it now? I guess it's next man up with, uh, with I'm I'm going to just put it right out there now. I don't think I'm too far out by assuming that Melker Carlson is going to miss the game at Detroit. I don't even know if you take him on this road trip. To be honest, yeah, I I, I probably wouldn't. I mean, with, with something like that, you know, he, he took a puck off the noodle, and it's obviously not. Like with this, with how, with head injuries and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we obviously don't know how serious it is, but it, it's not something that you want to screw around with, right? And and to your point, you saying next man up. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say the Sharks have had a lot of guys who have played well, but they have a lot of guys. So why not? <laughs> Alex <laughs> why, True, step on up. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, they they uh, you know they ran with the fourth line again of Melka Carlson. Uh, Shellman and Nason last night. And so, okay, so you take Melka Carlson out of that, right? You've still got Suomela you can call upon. If you really want to, you can call up Gambrell, <laughs> Gregor, Radil, God willing. So the Sharks have options. No point in screwing around, especially with a head injury. And you're generally not supposed to get on a plane when you have a head injury. So, I mean, off off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I don't know how long this road trip is. I think it's, what, four games? Is that uh, uh, five, five. Five. I don't even know that you bring them, like you said. Mm. Uh, so who knows? We'll see. I mean, for for all we know, uh, the game on New Year's Eve comes around, and, and Malcolm Carlson's like, yeah, let's, let's roll. Let's do it. And everything I said makes no sense. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I think better to be safe than sorry at this point because you don't want it to get worse. 
<laughs> Milk could come out. Yeah, man, let's roll. Let's do it. Oh, okay. He clearly has a concussion. Leave him here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So e- either way, right now, as it stands, uh, at least San Jose isn't the worst team. It's still LA at this point, but San Jose still having uh, the <laughs> the worst goal differential in the conference. Uh, that's something that needs to change uh, over the course of the week. Uh, it's so weird that you would have guys like LeBanc and Meyer stapled to the bench towards the end of a period, and then Meyer, of course, breaks out versus Philadelphia. Is there anybody over the course of this last week or so where you're just kind of like, well, you know what, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do, or is there somebody as well that you're looking at going, dude, get it together? <laughs> Who doesn't need to get it together, right? Uh, I, I thought... I don't know what the hell is going on with defensemen this season, right? First month of the season, Burns was great. Carl was not. Second month of the season, Carl was great. Burns was not. December, still a little bit in Carl's favor. And we're we're wrapping up December here. All of a sudden, Burns is like, Burns steps on the ice. I'm like, all right, cool. We're dialed in. And that's not to say Carlson's been bad, but the the sus uh, breakout passes that we saw in October, they've they've come back a little bit now. Not as bad, not as much, but they're still there. And so I'd like it if maybe in January both of our Norris Trophy defensemen could be good. I mean, that's really – I don't think that's too much to ask for. Um, so in in terms of who people, like you said, who just keep doing what you're doing, I, I think it's the fourth line. I mean, I, I was a little pressed when, when they sent Noah Gregor back down, but bringing up Shellman and then obviously claiming Nason – was smart um, seeing as how there are a lot of nights, especially these nights where the Sharks have lost, where they've been the best line out there. And, you know, the game against uh, Los Angeles and the game against, uh, I want to say it was Las Vegas as well, uh, or, yeah, Las Vegas, that line was buzzing. They were just making everything happen. And and I said it, I probably said it at least four or five times to Jessica, where every time they stepped on the ice, I'm like, they got to break through at some point here. And and sure enough, Shellman did against the Philadelphia Flyers. So I don't know. As did Mauro Ferraro. Hey now. Yeah, which was exciting. I mean, who who would have thought that your your sturdy, you know, chip the puck off the glass and get it out defenseman would be up in the play like that? <laughs> yeah. That was killer, dude. That was <laughs> man, Ferraro, he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch over the next five, six, seven years. Um for me, it's like, you know what, liking what I'm seeing over the last three games is the goaltending. Right. <laughs> the numbers have gone up. Maybe this is a Novakov thing, Maybe you know, which makes you really wonder, go, how was Hedberg here for so damn long? But uh, look at, at Dell over the course of two games, puts up a 920 yesterday, or, I mean, during the Philly game, because we don't know when you're listening to this, but after the Philly game, Jones is like at a 963, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do I think he's going to get a shutout this season? I wouldn't bet any money on it, but uh, <laughs> at least that for three games, trending in the right direction, Detroit coming at you, that <laughs> can only can only help things, I would imagine. So at least you have that trending in the right direction. Uh, Shimmick is supposed to be back, right, at some point. He played against... Did he play uh, against Philly? <laughs> he played, he, <laughs> I don't he played remember against, him banging out there. 
Yeah, he in, against L.A. he assisted on Jumbo's goal, and then against Philly oh, he, right. he assisted on Shellman's goal. Wow, he's coming back slower than I assumed. Because <laughs> I was still like going, wait a minute, I thought he was activated, I thought he was back, and then I'm looking at and thinking in my mind, I'm going, I don't remember him really like being involved in the game, but all right, it's fine. Hey, you know, you know what though, with defensemen like him, if you don't see him, it's a good thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but the guys up front, you know, the big money guys, uh, the you know, the ones that you want to call out, like. Couture and Kane, where where you guys been lately? And even Hurdle to us, but I swear that dude, I don't know what he is fighting, but I can't wait for him to get to that league mandated break in the All Star break. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, I I think he, I mean uh, Bugner said it before uh, before the game against Los Angeles, where um, that his ankle that he was dealing with the last month or so, it's was trending in the right direction. I still think it might be bugging him a little bit. And I think, I mean, this is really, really, really digging in here. But if you look back the last couple of games, Hurdle has tied the laces out completely around his skates. And I can't mm. recall him ever doing that. I could be totally wrong on that, but it's just something I never noticed until everybody started talking about his ankle. So who knows? Maybe there's still a little bit of stability issues there. I mean, speaking as somebody who has had an ankle injury before, it is kind of hard to do a hard cut when you're worried about your foot falling off. So <laughs> I, I, I think you're right. Once he gets, I mean, I don't want to be totally negative, but I don't see Hurdle making the all-star break. So I think 10 days off will be huge for him, you know? Oh, absolutely. And we've also seen him shuffled a couple times, whereas obviously started at center, then for a hot minute, Moved to the wing, then back to center, and I believe against Philly he was back at the wing. So, You're yeah, uh, I don't know. Get get well soon, buddy. We holy crap, do we need you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was pointing it out the other day where it's 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 tough sledding when you go from twenty or uh, second in the league and scoring to twenty eighth. You know, you gotta find that offense. Yeah, well, I I, I am. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now, and <laughs> obviously it's. It's bleak. Uh, the Sharks are fifteenth uh, out of sixteen in the Western Conference, but I'm gonna be that guy. They're they're not out of it, you know. They're not they're the, yeah right. They're uh, math. They're eight points out of a playoff spot, and both of the or I'm sorry the the closest playoff spot, if you will, is held by a divisional opponent. So. Maybe and it's Calgary who has slumped very much this year. So things start going bad for other teams. The Sharks maybe you know spark something here. All of a sudden we might be back in business here. I mean it's definitely concerning at this point in the season. I think this is the latest the Sharks have ever been in danger, or the earliest the Sharks have ever been in danger in a while. Mm. But we're not totally out of it. Not totally out of it, but it's funny you bring that up because it's like this is the earliest that the Sharks have ever sent out season ticket renewals, <laughs> kind of telling you that the the uh, the front office not with the whole lot of confidence right now. Uh, but like you said, not out of it. Uh, maybe we take a look at where things are at All Star break, and maybe that's can very quickly determine if you're. Uh, you know, like what your plans are going to be. Yeah, I mean, the the Sharks, when they missed the playoffs in 2014-15, they weren't out of it until February. So still time to <laughs> for everything to fall apart. 
Oh, dude. I just, every time somebody brings that up, all I hear is Doug Wilson talking about three straight wins against LA, Anaheim, and Chicago at yep. the end of January, and yep. three very hot teams, very good teams at the time. And then, and then what happened, as Jerk likes to say? <laughs> You know. collapse in February. Oh, dude, I think they won like only three games in February. None of them were at home. It was honestly, just I don't epic. even think it was that. I don't even think it was that good. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it was. I think you're being very generous when you say three. Yeah, I, and I can hear you like banging away on the keyboard to check that. But I, I know, I want to find out. <laughs> I, I, I want to say it was two or three, but uh, three, seven, and two. They were oh five and two at home and three and two on the road. Yeah, so, oh, so I nailed it. Sure. Yeah, all right, hey. <laughs> hey, every once in a while I get one right. Uh, hey, you know what, broken clock? <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> so, uh, with that, um, yeah, I think you kind of maybe just pencil in All-Star break and say that that could very well determine what the Sharks' plans are going forward. Do you see one piece moved or two pieces move, or do you see huge changes coming around and restructuring and understanding that, well, uh, you know, going to be the uh, second time that we missed the playoffs in six years. Okay. Or five, I guess. So still not a bad track record, not bad, but, uh, well, it depends on how wide your view is. Right. right, right. (laughs) How many Stanley cups? That's, that's what it boils down to. I, I, I think, I mean, how many times, right, where in this season alone there's been a total, like, disaster of a game, right? And then the next game the Sharks turn it around. Like, I remember, um, I think it was against Vancouver the first time this year where they just got torched, and then they played Vancouver again and beat them, right? So we've seen the Sharks have had a, a handful of response games this year. But this game against Philadelphia, I mean, they had every reason to be pissed, Right. And they came back and they smoked the Philadelphia Flyers, who are one of the hottest teams uh, in the Eastern Conference right now. So I think they just have to stay pissed and keep their head on straight and be like, you know, like the Sharks are even though they lost the guys they lost, they're still a better team than a lot of teams around them, like personnel wise. Mm -hmm. So as long as everything they like, if they just play the way they're supposed to and get it on straight, like. We're going to be out of this hole. Well, you get a five-game road trip now to kind of come back and prove that. <laughs> uh, what a way to what a way to start it, too. Am I right? <laughs> uh, what you mean, spending New Year's Eve in Detroit? <laughs> Nine twenty-eight and three. Your Detroit Red Wings. Oh, and, and that that is kind of the funny thing. It's, so, what did you uh, do to celebrate New Year's Eve? We got the hell out of Detroit. <laughs> For for a quick reference, Detroit's goal differential minus seventy. That's seven zero. Dear God, man! <laughs> so uh, expect the Sharks to lose. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I mean, th- everybody's talking about how hard this road trip is. This is the perfect top place to start. I mean, you don't want to kick someone when they're down, right? But like, Detroit's got nine wins on the season, and we're halfway through. The Sharks need to dummy him here, unfortunately. You just have your way with them, honestly. Win 5-0 to zero and say, look, we're not going to get pushed around. It's that, but then it's at Pittsburgh, who have won 8 uh, out of their last 10. Correct. Uh, then Columbus, 
who are 6-0-4, so they've taken points in their last 10 games, even though they're seventh in their division. So that could be tough. And then, uh, well, and I should also stipulate as well, Columbus, that's a 10 a.m. start. We know how great the Sharks are at playing morning games. (laughs) And then it doesn't get any easier when you literally face the best team in the league the next morning at the Capitals, and then you have to take on the Cup champs and then come home and then face that same Columbus team. It's going to be interesting. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, after that, Joe Pavelski's homecoming. Oh, my God. A lot of emotions. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I personally, for me, I'm more looking forward to Gustav Nyquist's homecoming. But... <laughs> happening just two nights before the Pavelski homecoming. I that's all no, that's all I'm saying. Uh but yeah, it's the Sharks have it, uh, Dude, wouldn't it be really funny if like both tribute videos were about the same amount of time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean the the Sharks definitely have their work cut out for them here. The way I'm looking at it is like if if the if the Sharks just flame out here and do very poorly on this next stretch of games. I think it's the next six weeks where they have a lot of tough matchups here. Then it's like, okay, yeah, they're not a playoff team and you look to next year. But if they do really well in this next stretch and beat a lot of these teams who are the, I guess, high watermark of the league, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, the Sharks took these really good teams to task. So now what? You know what I mean? So it's like either way, we're going to get a pretty good indication of where things are going after this stretch. Yeah. Well, and I also am interested to see what happens when Pavelski comes home simply because a lot of emotions. Well, a lot of emotions. But uh, and I know I can't remember if we mentioned it on the last show, but I know it's been mentioned here and there was the comments that Brian Burke had on NHL radio. He also had him on Sportsnet. There was a couple of people that kind of. in a roundabout way, supported what he said. And the gist of what he had said was, there's a lot of guys in the Sharks locker room that bleed teal. Whether, uh, you know, like Burns, yeah, he came over from Minnesota, but like you look at him today, it's like he's a shark. It's obviously Joe Thornton, who just, you know, bleeds teal. You got Patty Marlowe, Vlasic came up through the system, Couture, uh, th- that being said, now there's a few guys that like Thornton. It would not surprise me in the least to see him spend the rest of uh, you know his life in the Bay Area. Yeah, he's going to go back to his ranch every once in a while and get on the on the you know the the riding mower because that just looks like fun. Uh, Burns, on the other hand, I don't know. He might just end up on a ranch in Texas somewhere to spend out the rest of his time. See, that's the thing is you know there's going to be guys like. Danny Boyle, who end up here and just embrace everything about it. And then there's going to be guys that go, well, I'm going to play there. And uh, and then once all that's over, then I'm going to go, you know, to my forever home to, uh, to, to paraphrase Eric Carlson. Like once Eric Carlson's done from the Bay Area, I think he's on the first plane out of town. Um, that being said, the point, let me... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know how I ended up here. But anyway, (laughs) to get back to what I was saying about Brian Burke and everything was that there's a lot of people in the Sharks dressing room that have bled teal and that have made sacrifices, whether it's through the term or the financials. Uh, You look at LeBanc taking a a $1 million deal. Now, granted, it's, you know, he didn't have arbitration rights and betting on himself, so to speak. 
Either way, an insanely team-friendly deal that a lot of – when that – if jerk, tell me I'm wrong. When that deal was signed, there was a lot of talk going around going, how the hell did they get that? Yeah, I <clears throat> I was penciling him in for – yeah, you know, I I didn't think it was gonna be like Timo Meyer where he got like big bucks, but I feel I still thought like he might three and get a half some or something. Yeah, I mean no more than three and a half, right? Yeah, but uh, like, or like a bridge deal at three per. Exactly, where it's like, okay, uh, are you you know are you gonna get better from where you're at now, or is this about where you're at? I think that's where I was going for, and then I saw the one year, and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> but I at the same time I saw that dollar, and I'm like, all right, what a nice guy here. But uh-huh. I I I gotta say <clears throat> I. I see where you're going with this, and I respect where you're going with this, and I, I think there is some validity to it, but you don't win games by being sentimental. You win games by having the best players. Oh, and I'm not saying sentimental. That's not that's because there what are because there are a lot of people who say, well, the Sharks would have won the Stanley Cup if they had kept Chichu, and it's like, oh Jesus yeah. Christ, and 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 that's kind of an extreme example, but it's like I'm saying, like like, and we've seen this too, you know. Matt Nieto, Jonas Donskoy, Chris Tierney, all these guys where it's like, oh my God, he grew up here and we love him and he's so good, but is he the best guy no, there? No, but that's not the point. The The point that, that Burke was making was <clears throat> that there's somewhat of a divide in the room in that... Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But this is what Burke is alluding to is that you have guys, and, and, and not to mention the fact that, hello, Pavelski was the captain and the heart of the team. We all remember what happened during the playoffs last season. Um, <laughs> and it, we all remember his um, speech. Was was that during the stadium game or it was just that season where he's just, you know, look, guys, soft shit doesn't get it done. And Yeah, that was that was in the Road to the Stadium series documentary. Yeah. So, like, clearly a, a big voice, a big leader. Yeah. And so the point Burke was making was that you've got guys that have – signed team-friendly deals to everybody knowing that they would get theirs when it became their turn, whether it was Hurdle signing his bridge deal, whether it was Vlasic signing a team-friendly deal. Uh, Couture, I believe, at one point signed something that was considered a little team-friendly. We've seen Jumbo do it like every year where he's just kind of like, sign everybody else and then I'll take whatever's left. And we also remember that Thornton, uh, you know, when there was the push to try to keep Marlowe, Thornton was very much like, hey, you know, I'll, I know that you're planning on signing me for this much or what. Like, uh, dude, shave a couple million off if it'll, if it'll keep Patty here. Like, we've seen people do things like that. And then to see Evander Kane get, you know, be brought in and essentially first deal as it got everything he wanted. There was no sacrifice, nothing in that way. And then the exact same thing, Carlson comes in gets everything he wanted, no real sacrifice. And then after all that happens, you you have to turn around and then tell the heart and soul of the team, your captain, oh, sorry, we just don't have enough left for you. Like, I can see why some players would react negatively to that and, and maybe have a little br- bit of resentment. I get the point that, hey, you're, you know, you're a paid professional, act like it. But I can also see the resentment aspect of it and just the fact that recently you saw Kane and Carlson involved in, you know, a dust up, a skirmish, if you will, depending on whatever your terminology is, but literally like no one coming to their defense. And to me, that just 
gives a little bit more validity to Burke's comments, jerk. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I think with, <laughs> with with Kane and Carlson, I think it's a situation, and I'm not going to make the argument that another team would have paid them because if that's the case, then let the team pay them that. But, and I, I said it way There's back. There's always going to be a team to pay. Right. But I, I said it I said it way back when the Sharks traded for Evander Kane, where it's like, if this is the guy that you want, you have to pay this. And it, the Kane contract, if, for where the salary cap's going, it's not the worst thing in the world. There at Carlson contract, it is a little sus. But again, if he starts rattling off Norris trophies, who gives a crap, right? But the Sharks, by committing these dollars these years to these guys, it means that they the Sharks – you know, Doug Wilson, Doug Wilson Jr., Joe Will, all those guys, they want these players and they didn't want to lose these players because if they were, you know, it, it's a situation where they want these guys that they'll do whatever it takes, you know, and and maybe saying to Carlson, hey, do you want, you know, uh, eight times nine? And Carlson says, no, I'm going to go somewhere else. Then it's, you know. The Sharks are like, okay, we'll, we'll give you what you want. We just want you. And I'm not saying that's the right or wrong way to look at it, but, you know, if you identify a guy you want, go get him. You know what I mean? So I, I, I get it, but it's like that's – unfortunately, that's the price of – that's the price of doing business. And I like to jumbo drive into the airport, that comment you pulled up. I do think that's a great example as well. And I think Kane, he – you know, he was kind of the <laughs> – with, with whether it was Winnipeg or Buffalo, he was always cast aside or ostracized for being different. And if you look at the Sharks roster, everybody is different. And so I feel like they kind of embraced him. You know, Mario Ferraro has a YouTube channel and Brent Burns hunts elk and has a beard and like, you know, all these different things. And so with Evander Kane, it was like, you're different, but that's fine. Like, be on this team. We like you. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I I, I, I I get all that, and you know, and of course, everybody's gonna you know do uh, professional things at least from the you know the public outlook of it at all. Uh, who who is it that Jumbo went and picked up? Vander Kane. Yeah, I thought it was Kane. At like at like four a.m. Yeah. So no, and I get that part of it, uh, but you know, you know the the counter to that is just well, you know, Evander wasn't getting you know, hadn't signed his deal yet at that point, you know, it was like, we, we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So, well, and I think that's, I think that's part of the courting process, right? Exactly. That again, to, and that's something that Jumbo, I'm sure recognized, but and, any, anyway. Well, and I just want to say one thing too, really quickly. I feel like I say it every week, but I'm going to say it again. If the Sharks didn't re-sign Eric Carlson, Joe Pavelski would still not come back. The dollars were not an issue. It was the years that were an issue. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, well, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. And then also if everything changes once Dallas comes, it'd be funny if like Dallas showed up, Pavelski <laughs> comes in and goes, Hey guys, so what's wrong with you pussies? You know, I leave <laughs> and I, you know, what happened? You, you know, it just goes like full joker. Just like, what happened? Did you guys lose your balls? Like what's going on? It's so. like, it's, it's like when, it's like when you're in middle school and you have a friend that's older than you who goes to high school and now he's like too cool for you. And he's like, what's up punk? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like I thought we were friends. Uh, no, <laughs> I and we kind of DM'd about this back and forth a little bit. But look, if if the NHL means what they say, 
with regards to a hundred million dollar salary cap in the next five years, then what does a couple extra dollars matter, right? Yeah, that well, that's it's going to be real interesting to see where the cap goes in the next year too, because then you sit there and go, hey, <laughs> you know, look at how much money we're saving now because we've got Couture and Kane and Vlasic and, <laughs> and uh, Carlson and all these guys locked up for long term. Yeah, like it, it might look great, and it's like, hey, we can finally afford a new goalie. and and, and i will say i will say too this year is kind of a crappy year in terms of like payroll and stuff but uh, assuming dalton prout has just been canceled at this point and then jesus christ why is that guy here (laughs) is he gonna pick up pucks after you know practice or something right and 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 i'm just looking at this now like this and this year reminds me a lot of like 16 17 where it's like they got the sharks got some like crap to go through money wise but if they can get through it then things are going to get a little bit easier you know 1.4 million dollars in a paul martin buyout that's gone Eight hundred thousand dollars in a dalton proud cap hit that's gone aaron dell if he plays well enough to get re-signed he's not making any more than he's making now the, the cap's gonna go up at least a million and a half so there's uh, there's all these little nuggets here mm-hmm. and you're gonna put it all together and it's gonna be a nice Nice little chunk here that that's going to help us out here. And, well, and you're going to have to make the decision on whether you want to continue with Brendan Dillon as well. Right. And that's, uh, again, to your point earlier about guys, you know, taking the haircut because they like it here. You know, I'm on record as saying, like, I, I absolutely see Brendan Dillon being the guy who's like, I want to be here. Just give me whatever. 100% I see Brendan Dillon being like that. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. I, I think, like I said, cap hell right now but it's going to be it's going to in about what month is it? december in about six or seven months it's going to be better it's going to be fine going to clear a lot of dead money out and we're going to be good i would hope so <laughs> all right so that's kind of it i think for the sharks and in what we've seen so far again we you know we're going to be with you this is the last show obviously of 2019 but we'll be with you uh following or the at least the evening after the washington game and excuse me, there'll be four games played by then. And, you know, if the Sharks go 0-4 during this stretch, then you sit there and go, yeah, okay, so Philadelphia was an anomaly, and this is the team we have right now, and that's it. Because I will say that Philadelphia game, like it felt like everybody was playing for each other. It felt like people were on the right page. They were doing what they needed to. Like they were playing extra. They were getting to the right spots. They weren't lollygagging as we have seen here and there. So I like that part of it. Let's see if that can continue and not be, you know, let, let's let that be the rule rather than the exception. Uh, and we'll talk about that next week, obviously. And so let's uh, go to, uh, oh, let's dive into the hot takery bakery. The all-star fo- votes are in, ladies and gentlemen, and we have our captains. The thing that I think is so damn funny about this, though, of course, is that when they announced it, and it's like, you know, oh, McKinnon and McDavid, and who is it? Pasternak and somebody, who's the other one? Ovechkin, but he he pulled out. (laughs) So many women that probably say that about him, but uh, (laughs) hey-oh. He has a wife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before her. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, the uh, no, I just love the announcement where it's like, you know, I forget what I, well, I wish I had it here in front of me, but it said something, you know, like after tallying 
X millions of votes. And it's like, yeah, you're going to get this inflated number when you allow people to vote for, you know, two months and they can vote 10 times a day. It's like, get the hell out of here. Whatever. <laughs> everybody, we had this many votes. Everybody on the planet voted three times. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> F you. David uh, Posternock had eight billion votes. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, and so what's the penalty if you don't play? You like miss the game you before to, and after, or just the uh, one after? You you get a one you get a one game suspension, but you have the luxury of choosing uh, before or after. If it were me, I choose the game before. Then you get yourself a twelve day vacation instead of a ten day vacation. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously that. But no, for me, it's I like look. You're you're refusing to go. You're opting out. And then they also tell you, oh, by the way, we're so nice. You can you can choose whichever. No, F you. This is the game that you're missing. You're missing the first one after the break. That's, See, and you know. I disagree. I don't if you don't want to play in the All-Star game, I don't think you should be suspended. Like it's There needs to be some sort of penalty. Like the I mean, I guess, but the NHL a majority of the NHL's eyes don't come from the All-Star game, right? Oh, I get it, but it's the whole idea of the people that buy tickets for that whole thing and they spend all the money to travel and go to wherever it is. Like, if you're a Caps I mean, at least Ovechkin was nice enough to, like, put it out there now, but could you imagine the, you know, the the huge Caps fan who, like, I don't know, has family in St. Louis and, oh my god, you know, I'm gonna get to see my family, blah, 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 and then I get to see Ovechkin and and then you come, you know, and you've made your plane ticket purchase and then Ovi comes out now, and then you're like, now you're going, now, well, fuck, you know? Or yeah. to quote somebody from the Philly game last night, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I love hot mics on a Which, on an NHL game. And and speaking of <laughs> speak <laughs> speaking of hot mics, I, I I think I am not confirmed if I've heard if I heard this or not, but in the game against the Flyers from Philadelphia, it you know Eric Carlson takes a shot from the point, it's <laughs> it gets blocked, and I'm pretty sure Eric Carlson said. What the fuck? Come on, Eric. <laughs> Which and that's not totally unheard of either because I know last season he tried to go D to D to someone and it totally botched and he was like, "Oh, Carl, come on." But he's like talking to himself, yeah. which I think is hilarious. So <laughs> But well, I, I, go, just going back to the Ulster game though. I mean, I I get it, right? Like if you're if you're named to it, you know, and you have the fan who's going for just you, I get it. But at the same time like Ovechkin, like he wants to, I it's it's at the same time it's admirable what he's doing. You know, he wants to stay fresh for his team to try and make a long run and and uh, you know and obviously try and win another Stanley Cup here. And he even he even well, said you know, you know what, he has though? to listen to his body. <clears throat> yeah, but then my whole thing is, you know what? Then move the All Star game to after the after they hand out the cup. I He's mean, let's so much. I'm sorry. I said you and I have talked about that so much. Yeah, just just move it to the you know after the do it treat it essentially. Well, obviously you can't do it like football where they you know they play it during the off week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. I get that aspect of it, but you know do it uh, a week after or you know you make it part of the uh, the awards. You know, make it part of the awards weekend. Just do it then. Because it's, the guys are, they're not playing physical, you know, they're going out there, they're dicking around three on three, really just make it part of the whole NHL awards weekend. 
See, if it were me, I would make it part of preseason. Because what better way to get people away? Like, oh, yeah, you spent the summer watching stupid baseball. Hockey's back. All-Star game. Let's go. And then the weekend after that, boom, regular season. Dunzo. Yeah. I, I, That's why I liked what? the World Cup three years ago. Because it was like, everybody's like, the Giants suck. And it's like, I don't care. The World <laughs> Cup's on. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. No, you you do it sometime over the summer. And like you said, you, you know, you can do it a week after that. But then again... I kind of like your idea a little bit better because let's be honest after four rounds and they finally hand out the cup by then, you know, I'm after 82 games, then two months of playoff hockey. I'm like hockeyed out. I need a fucking break. So putting it, you know, just to kind of like be the quote unquote unofficial start for the following season. I like that idea. And you know, it's something that you can push and, and to be kind of an opening thing for the season. Yeah. I like the idea. And, what I really like about the idea is that the fact that you're actually rewarding players or using players that had a good season, not a first two month and a half when they start doing on the votes, but you, you know, contingent on the actual season they had. Well, so. and you and I, you and I have talked about this too, where it's like, I'd like to go to past all-star games, look at who went. And then from the first game back, to the end of the season, what did that player do? And then at the same time, guys who weren't picked also yeah. see what they did post-All-Star break. Because I know, I'm trying to remember, there was one, and it's funny, I have Ovechkin stats up right now because I was going to make another point, but I know with Alexander Ovechkin, in 14-15, he had 53 goals, and I want to say like 30 of them were after the All-Star break. Yeah, no, that's been the, the again, you talked, you're saying that we talked about it. Absolutely, that you'll see some guy just rip off an incredible first six weeks of the season, gets named to the All Star game, and by the time the All Star game is actually played, he's already like gone off a cliff, and the rest of his year has been horrible. Like, <laughs> never should have been an All Star. And then, yeah, conversely, you'd have a player that is a slow start, Eric Carlson, slow starter. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, you know, although he is the only shark, I think, was he the only one named? What? Was was Eric Carlson the only one named to uh, for the Sharks? For the uh, last year? No, like this year. Well, no, nobody, The only the captains have been named. But uh, but wasn't Carlson like, he was the like the, the one to get votes for the Sharks? No, it was, it was, it was Carl- Couture and Carlson. It was, it was Couture, Kane... Burns and Hurdle and okay. Jones. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, All no, right, I remember whatever. it standing out because I remember thinking, why is Burns there and Carlson isn't? That's like, I remember. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, from that hot takery bakery, uh, we leave and we, uh, well, we know where things are a little bit hot. We go down to Arizona for a hot second because they got Taylor Hall. Uh, jerk, Mr. Hashtag My Yotes, do you love to see it? You do love to see it. Uh, you know, Arizona... Dude, I heard some shit, and you'll have to confirm this with me. I saw a quote, and I don't know if this is like an onion type of a quote. Sure. Uh, but it said something like Taylor Hall, uh, like a quote of something that he had said was something like, I'd rather take my junk and stick it into like a cup of broken glass than play in New Jersey again. Like Jesus was right, so I'm like, did you hear that too? Like, or oh. was or was that somebody like you know being a smartass? Because the way I saw it written, 
was like, yeah, that was kind of like a an off the record quote kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you, my first time hearing that was when you said it. <laughs> oh, okay. So can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> anyway, uh, Taylor Hall to Arizona, your yotes. Yeah, it's. I mean, Arizona has been one of the best defensive teams this season, right? And then. Now they turn around and they get probably one of the best left wingers in the NHL. Uh, and he's already made an immediate impact. I mean, four points uh, four points in the six games he has played with them so far, which is a good little start for him. And if you... Three-game losing streak, but go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you extrapolate that uh, over, you know, the amount of games he played with New Jersey this year, he's at the same pace. So there's no uh, adjustment period, we'll say, right? Um, mm-hmm. so that's obviously good for them. And, and I, I watched a little bit of the Arizona Coyotes game, uh, tonight, uh, against the Dallas stars. Um, and it started out really strong. They, they ended up blowing it and they lost. Uh, but the first half of the game, they were, it was just like business as usual dialed in. We're not going to take anything. They, they, it was like two zero, like at the snap of a fingers and shots were like ridiculously in their favor. So hmm. I think Taylor Hall coming in, it's been huge for them. And, you know, I've said it before, but once Nick Jalmerson comes back, a good defense is going to get better. Darcy Kemper, who, <laughs> weirdly enough, probably had the inside track for the Vesna this year. He's hurt. So yeah. they're relying on Antiranta, who's no slouch either. But once Kemper gets back, I think a lot of stuff uh, is obviously going to get going to go well for them. And I just want to say really quickly, <laughs> back onto our All-Star Game conversation, if you'll indulge me here for a second. So... In 2015-16... I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> <No. laughs> Go ahead. 2015-16, Leo Komarov, who was an All-Star, he had 19 goals that year. 16 of them were before the All-Star game. <laughs> Proving my point, sir. I love it. Yeah. So there you go. I just wanted to give that oh. to you real quick. But uh, Arizona... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, no, this is just very odd that we, uh, you know, the because we're on the Periscope, we get the uh, the hearts, or at least we're on Periscope now. This will be on YouTube later, but we get the hearts. And I guess after 400, it resets to zero on our software. Anyway, j- just something that stood out to me. Very odd. I don't know. I don't understand why it wouldn't continue counting, but there you go. Just, me- just means we need to get that number back up there, so yeah. that's All your right. cue. Uh, but with, Ari- with Arizona, I mean... The, the goals have been few and far between. You know, they've been more defense heavy, but they've got a lot of guys. I, they don't really have anybody who's quote-unquote great right now in terms of scoring, but they have a lot of guys who are doing good. You know what I mean? They have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven guys who are scoring half or more, or a little more than half a point per game. So, like, over the course of an 82-game season, that's some – if you've got – you know, almost 10 guys who are going to put up almost 50 points. Like that's, that's some pretty good depth scoring. You know, I mean, you don't have a superstar, but you've got maybe six or seven stars, you know? Yeah. If we can get into semantics there. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I, you know, they've slipped to third in the division, but I, I, I still think overall the course of the whole season, they've probably been the best Pacific division team. So we'll see. Well, uh, funny you bring that up. Let's talk about the division for a hot sec. Uh, right now, Vegas has taken over the top spot. Two points below Vancouver, uh, right in there with them, Arizona. So those are your top three. It's been very interesting the way that Edmonton has driven off a cliff and Vancouver, Van- Vancouver has clawed back. 
I don't find it interesting that Edmonton's went off a cliff. I, you saw that coming. Yeah, there was no way they were going to sustain that. And that's, again, we can get into that. It's, as soon as Mc, you knew that McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to hit some sort of a dry patch at some point. Like, it just has to happen, right? Yeah, it's it, it was inevitable, right? And it's, I mean, they're still both having really ridiculous seasons. I mean, it's December, and they've both hit 60 points, right? Which is stupid. But... Mm. You know, so 63 and 61 for McDavid and Drysaddle. The number third place on their team has 26. Yeah. That's all. Well, that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, I might have been wrong. Maybe it was a thousand hearts because we're currently at 700 right now. And I was like, uh, yeah, do I hear eight? Do I, can I get an eight? Can I get an eight? <laughs> <laughs> and we have 800. We have 800. Can I get nine? Can I get nine? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> but. <clears throat> yeah, nobody wants to win the goddamn Pacific. <laughs> Which is good for the Sharks. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh we're, we're coming in on 1,000, coming in on 1,000. Oh, and we're over 1,000. So, okay, that was really weird why that reset. But anyway, I digress. Whoever's doing that, it's awesome. Uh, you know, the power of Christ compels you, I suppose. <laughs> if, if you want to keep going for it, love it. Um, anyway, but yeah, four points separating one through five. Nobody wants this goddamn division, specifically if you reside in the state of California. You really don't want this fucking division right now. (laughs) Holy hell. And then St. Louis on the, you know, conversely has finally, you know, it took them a little bit to like get their, you know, maybe you call that a little bit of a post uh, cup hangover, but now they're back on top. Firmly eight points ahead of Colorado in second. And then remember Dallas early on was in the in the crapper and now they've clawed their way back in their third. So it can happen. I uh, don't know that it's gonna happen in San Jose, but it can happen, people. <laughs> Just well and even you. and even if you want to jump over to the East real quick, you know, Tampa Bay was in was in dire straits for a lot of the first third yeah. of the season and they've and now they're, they're a point back. out. Yeah. yeah, they're clawing back all of a sudden. So like you know, definitely that that expression where you can you can lose your playoff spot in by Thanksgiving, like a hundred percent is applicable. But at the same time, it's like you're not out of it no, until you're uh, out of it. Yeah, you're not totally out. And Winnipeg, Jesus, I mean, only three points out of the third spot, and uh, <laughs> somebody needs to buy Hellebuck like a Rolex, <laughs> a, a Rolls Royce, <laughs> like I mean, that, holy crap! But anyway. Let's move on. Where where are we at clock time? Okay, we got about ten minutes or less. So let's just bang these out and get the hell out of here. Uh, yep, we because we started late, so we're going over time a little bit. <clears throat> so, uh, Baby Yoda, what do we all think? No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's that'll be another show. That'll be on Star- Discord later. Star Wars has been canceled. Please yeah. stop. <laughs> so uh, the Sharks to get back to the Sharks uh, have introduced a new fan club, the 1991 Ugh. Club. I don't really know what this is. It says it's a, a global fan club. And I guess if you throw them 20 bucks, uh, they're going to give you like a, a lapel pin um, and uh, I guess a exclusive podcast once a month. I don't know. Trying to find out more details. And in fact, we do plan on speaking with Douglas Murray next month to dive into this whole thing a little bit because I felt... Honestly, that the details are a little ambiguous, so I'd like to get more clarification as to what this whole fan club thing entails. So, just putting that out there. Uh, the other thing that I had mentioned was the Sharks have sent out season ticket renewals earlier than they ever have, uh, based on all the comments that I've seen from season ticket holders. Um, 
Are they sending him out this early because of the horrible December that the team had? Who knows? Uh, but the thing that I think everybody needs to keep an eye on, why are the Sharks using their old crest in the emails? Is that indicative of something that's to come in the future? Are they really? Yeah, have you not seen it? Well, I'm not a season ticket holder, so I don't get those emails. Uh, well, no, I think they went out to a lot of people, but uh, I believe they were also used on, um, oh, what do you, what do you, what you call it? Uh, that that social media thing. <laughs> but the emails, not the, not the Sharks plus SAP Center app. <laughs> <laughs> with that's every just update, wrong that, sir that app gets worse with every update <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong <laughs> ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch sorry uh let's see i mean i don't know if i can pull up something uh excuse me while i whip this out but the advertisement or at least the email that i've gotten and all indicators for you know hey come on be a season ticket holder for us we got you uh let me see renew your membership <laughs> listed right here excuse me <coughs> god i gotta get rid of this cough uh but yeah if you go to the uh, sharks website and hit the sharks 365 renew my membership it has a graphic that says uh you know Season ticket member, Sharks 365, but it uses this old logo. I'm going to, you know what, for those of uh, for those of you watching right now, I'm going to see. Oh, by the way, for the heart counters out there, we're at 4,200. We thank you. Let me see if I can't drop this in. Wouldn't it be funny to drop it in like, right, oh, it's a different format. But anyway, I thought it would have been really funny if we could have dropped it in over a Hockey Jerks logo. But hey, everybody, how's it going? Let's just drop this in, shall we? Booyah. There's your graphic. Let me make it just a scotch bigger, shall we? Floating graphics. How cool. Oh, I think I'm going to do the show like this from now on. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's the logo. So what does that say? You know what I mean? Like, is that kind of, is that a little... Mm, shall we say, hey now, why why are we using this old logo? I don't know. It's gonna be well, and, and somebody said in the Periscope chat too that uh, where was it? Wow. Uh, next season is the thirtieth season, uh, so maybe that's something. And I know Jerry talking about the neon, uh, well, I the think, neon playoff mode as well. I think though that they use that for the because. Trying to put the current logo in neon would be disastrous. <laughs> like the the original logo lends itself a bit more to the you know neon art. So, uh, and Sleepy asking us, have we done the ninety one Sharks membership? No, I haven't yet, but I do plan to. Just because you're gonna do that, really? Y- you know why? I want to do it for one year just to see what it is. So, so when you we sit get, here and you talk, get a, you want to get a scarf? Uh, I don't know that it comes with one, but if it does, sure. But that's not what it's about. It's about the idea of being able to honestly tell you, like, what do you get? You know, what do you actually get with this whole deal? Is it is it worth it? You know, it's like when I did, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, I don't know. What did I call it? Uh, <laughs> the um, 
uh, what's what's that company? Oh, Fan Box. So that thing where oh, you like pay them. Thing? Yeah, the thing where you pay like eighty bucks and then they send you a box of random crap. <laughs> and they send you seventy dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, you send them eighty bucks and they send you sixty dollars worth of shit back. But yeah, I did it. But I did an unboxing and you know and went through each item that I got. And it was, you know, there was a, a pint glass and there was a, a mini pennant and there was a shirt or th- whatever it was that came with it. But I went through each one just to give everybody an idea of what you actually get if you do this. And I also kind of went through and tallied it up like, you know, okay, is this roughly $80 worth of stuff? Roughly it was. It was. I'll give you that. But is it stuff that I would have actually bought individually on my own? And aside from one or two things, no. So... It's, you know, it's you do you, but I at least want to give you the, uh, you know, I want to let you know like what's actually happening. So I'll probably do that just to see. Anyway, back to uh, them using the uh, logo remains to be seen what happens for next season, but it is the 30th. We saw them go heritage on the 25th. Maybe they're going to do something more for the 30th, whatever. Finally. I've been waiting all night to talk about this, of course, because it's what I do, and we only have a couple minutes left. Um, If you want to have some fun, get on Twitter after you're done watching this. And by the way, uh, for the heart person, you are currently, and and I'm assuming that's Jessica because she likes doing this stuff, (laughs) (laughs) but you are currently at, we're we're waiting on it, we're waiting on it, we're waiting on it, and you have hit 7,000. Thank you. (laughs) Just giving you a running tab. Um, Fanatics. Want to have some fun? Get on, get on Twitter, and just search "fanatics jersey." That's all you need to do, and then just let the entertainment wash over you. Because oh my god, it is just story after story of the of fanatics screwing up orders, saying that you know the order will be there before Christmas. And people are tweeting the day after Christmas going, still haven't gotten my goddamn order from Fanatics that they, they said I would get. Or the amazing amount of Jersey screw-ups where it's... Um, Snossus. <laughs> yeah, Snossus instead of Sissons. That was the best. But no, like straight up getting like the right Jersey, but like they ordered a Couture, <laughs> like ordered a Couture and ended up with a Ferraro. What? Yeah. <laughs> It would like it would be stuff like that, and you're like, it, like they got one number off or something. And, oh, they must have meant thirty eight. Put Ferraro on it. Um, speaking of which, by the way, just a quick side note: if you go back and listen to Randy's call on Ferraro's goal, he says uh, he he actually says number eight instead of thirty eight. Go back. I rewound it twice to listen. <laughs> he also. Uh, after Ferraro's gro- goal, uh, evidently uh, Shellman was on the ice, and he said maybe Shellman will get his first NHL goal too. Yeah, yeah, no, and he did. So, no, Mr. Randy were, Hahn, foreseen. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, no, the people were asking for lottery numbers after that, but, but yeah, he did say number eight instead of thirty-eight on that, which I got a kick out of. And this is not the first time he has done one of these. You go back and look. Um, uh, it was when Stalock got his first shutout, <laughs> and Randy on the call goes, Alex Stalock gets his first NHL hat trick. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's bound to happen. You're thinking of different things. But either way, it's just fun. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to have a good time, 
<clears throat> get on Twitter, look at the fanatics uh, stuff. It's uh, it's quite funny. But the other thing too, I've been in, in I've been in the shark store a couple times over the last month. Uh, go look at the sharks uh, Instagram, the shark store Instagram. Uh, you'll also see that the amount of fanatics merch is slowly dwindling. <laughs> it's getting less. They are not pushing fanatic stuff anymore, which is nice to see. I'm not seeing as much in the store. Very nice to see. But you, um, the, oh God, who is, there was some poor son of a bitch who ordered a Thornton jersey and when they got it, you know, a fanatic Thornton jersey, when they got it, the name bar was already peeling off. I mean, just some quality quality works craftsmanship coming out of the fanatics warehouse sorry guys i'm do, i'm going to keep beating this drum until that company is like out of the nhl or at the very least that they have nothing f- more to do with the sharks i don't know how long that deal is but God, i i can't wait for it to be over <laughs> their merch is just so horrific and what's funny is i get it that there's a couple every once in a while i'll see somebody defend fanatics let's say oh it's a really you know what the, they make nice jerseys they're they're comfy and they fit I, I really like they fit better than an adidas one you know who usually are saying this women <laughs> because adidas makes authentic style jerseys they don't and you know they don't make a women's cut because they, they actually know. did for now that i think about it they did for the world cup of hockey they did a, a Adidas did a women's cut version. Yeah, I actually well, forgot about that until just uh, now. You know what, boy? If they really wanted to stick it to fanatics, they would do that. <laughs> they should totally do that. Adidas, dude, go start making kids jerseys, women's jerseys, make them all, dude. Dog jerseys. Yeah, those two. By the way, uh, for those of you keeping track, uh, Jessica's three hundred away from hitting ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> on the heart scale. So with that, uh, you know, we always say we're going to do about 45 minutes and that's always a lie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we do this. So join us uh, next week for show 87. Not sure what we're going to talk about then. It's either going to be really good or really bad. <laughs> am I wrong, Jerk? Um, no, I am unsure. Really bad. <laughs> it's either wrong or it's either wrong. Jesus, it's either good or it's bad. Um, logic would tell you it's one or the other, but I've been surprised before. I don't know. It's going to be following that Washington game, and that just make, gives me. Ah, uh, yes, the Crapitals. Yeah, the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies, <sighs> and then St. Louis. Oh, we'll also have the um, the outdoor game to discuss, right? Nashville and Dallas. Winter, winter classic after dark. You hey, ready now. for first? <laughs> yeah come back y'all here <laughs> uh, all i'm saying this is all i'll say about the outdoor games because i see d healy asking if it's lost its luster no it's still like one of the coolest things ever maybe just a skosh because they have like it's the same principle and they've got like five different marketing terms for it sure i'll give you that but it's, you it's know still what it is? pretty cool, and uh, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say I have it on good authority. I'll say I have it on authority. Um, the Sharks might be involved in one of these in the next five years. 
Which wouldn't surprise me. I mean, things went off fantastically for the stadium series. It worked out really well. How would you not want to do something at AT AT&T right there on the water? It's a great venue. And, you know, or the the A's new stadium. If that ever fucking happens. Uh, (laughs) Hearing about that for 15 years. Um, but yeah, I would love to see, I mean, things won't worked really well at Levi's so I could see them, you know, maybe coming up. The, the only thing that makes me kind of go, eh, I don't know, it, only because they, in you know, in the last five years, they've had both an outdoor game and the all-star game. So that's why I sit there and go, well, maybe it's going to be a few years before we see San Jose host another event. But I, maybe- you say that and I will raise you a Colorado getting an outdoor game and two international games in three seasons. Uh, you you make a fair point. Uh, but my thing is, if if San Jose is involved in another outdoor game in the next five to seven years, I have a feeling they might be the visitor. Oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. You'll see me there. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's like that's ever since they brought back the international game. I've been waiting for the Sharks to get tagged for one of those. I would like if they were like, oh, Timo Meyers from Switzerland. So the Sharks, you're going to play like hockey club Davos. And it's like, I'll see you there. I'll get my, you know, I'll get my bag packed and uh, we'll meet in Davos. We'll have a we'll have a chocolate bar together. <laughs> Swift myth. <laughs> uh, I, I just um, I, when it comes to the but the outdoor game, like losing a little bit of the luster. I, I do kind of feel it a little bit like I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a cute marketing gimmick. But remember, like what was it like five years ago? They had they had like five one year. <laughs> you know, it was like three yeah. stadium games, a Winter Classic, plus the the Heritage game in Canada, and but it's like okay, enough already. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, 2014. There was a Winter Classic. Uh, four stadium series games and a heritage classic. Yeah, it's it was it's overkill. It's like you know what you do, you know you do it fine. Do your your New Year's Eve Winter Classic thing. That's fine. Do do your Canada Heritage thing. Fine. Do one stadium game, maybe two if you like. Do it, you know where okay, the Eastern Conference gets a stadium and the Western Conference gets a stadium game. There you it's, go. It's called the Stadium Series, which implies more than one, right? Yeah, but that can be over several years. <laughs> also true. I, Yeah, I mean, I still think it's a cool concept. Their game, I always get up for those games just because I think they're fun to watch, just because of the well, different you, atmosphere. Let's be honest. You get up for those games because you're like, oh, new jerseys to look at, bitches. <laughs> you, you might be right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All I'm saying, all I'm going to say is, um, the Heritage Classic this year was one of few outdoor games where both teams had a really slick jersey. So, special place I'm in my heart for that one. Going to disagree with you there, but okay. Copy that. Uh, so all subjective. All the one, subjective. What bothered? What bothers me about the outdoor games? And we'll say this quick, and then we'll. Jump I was going to say we're never going to finish this fucking show. Uh, Go ahead. The thing that bothers me is so. 2017 was like obviously the centennial of the NHL. It's a big year, right? So January one, it's like yeah, we're gonna have the centennial classic. We're celebrating the 100th anniversary, and then um go to the end of the year, and they have another outdoor game to celebrate the centennial of the NHL. Except it's called something completely different. 
<laughs> you have yeah. you have the Centennial Classic, and then you have the NHL 100 Classic, and Do same know what Centennial means. Same concept, same uh, desired outcome, different name. Yeah. And I get it, cash is king, but some consistency would be nice. Yeah, and D. Healy mentioning. What about putting the All-Star game outdoors? Dude, I've been saying that for like five years, and the NHL won't return my calls. I'll do you one better. All-Star game, outdoors, rollerblades. Jesus. Summer, All-Star game, rollerblades, bitches. What if, okay, or talking about trying to make the Winter Classic, make it cool again, right? And combining the Winter Classic with the All-Star game, something I've suggested, 100%. What if they combined the Winter Classic with the International Game? Do you imagine? Yeah. Just, let me paint a picture. Like, oh, shit. We're never going to finish this. Random teams <laughs> like Rangers and Lightning Blackhawks. Like, yeah. original six, if that's your flavor. Oh, Christ. Arbitrary at, six. Go at ahead. Wembley. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. How lit would that be? That could be pretty cut. Yeah, that could be pretty tight. I can see that. Uh, we should probably get out of here. Uh, but Jessica's almost at 15,000. Yeah, I know. I was just about <laughs> to point that out. Like her fingers got to, Oh, she stopped at 13,295. That's her, okay. Her I'm going to open. I'm going to keep nub. it going. I, I opened oh, Periscope. I'm keeping it going. Here we go. All right. Let's just stop already. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Just 86 in the books. I can't believe we did it again. God damn it. We can't ever not just do a tight 45. I don't know what it is. We have to stop. Follow us on social media, YouTube, because at some point we'll get out of YouTube jail and be back on there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Remember to follow us on Twitter to get our little Discord link that we put there from time to time for our little virtual green room after shows. All right. So, Jerk, uh, final thoughts. Please don't take a lot, a lot of time on this. But final thoughts on where the people can find you on the social media. So, uh, final thoughts. Uh, you know what? Sharks are in a bad spot right now, standing wise, but they're not out of it yet. And if the game against Philadelphia is in- indicative of anything, uh, it's going to be a fun ride to the end here. Um, just want to say one more time, shout out to Jessica for the ticket to the Vegas Knights game. Shout out to Jerry for being just super cool guy to talk to. And uh, shout out to our own Rocket Backhander. Um, she, for what? Christmas. Oh, okay. This Go is my ahead. final thought. This is my final thought. Oh, that's right. Well, I didn't want to uh, release any news that she didn't want to release herself, but I don't no. know what you're about to say, so go ahead. For Christmas, she purchased me a letter opener that is shaped like a hockey stick. Are you serious? Yeah, and 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 for those who don't know, I'm notoriously awful awful at opening letters. So I really got a kick out of it, and I really enjoyed it. So, Rocket, thank you very much for that. I would totally take one of those. You know, she lived with me for like four months, and I don't get a present. That's not right. (laughs) But you know what I can say? I still get her mail from time to time. (laughs) Uh, That's my present, I guess. Follow me on Twitter, at Hockey underscore Jerk. Hey, now. We're almost to 1,200, so big things happening. Oh, oh, twelve hundred. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so, oh, and tell a friend to follow uh, Teal Town USA on Twitter. We're almost at five k, so that would be cool to uh, hit 
I don't know they're going to make it by New Year's, but uh, we shall see. Uh, I'm AJ underscore strong on Twitter if you want to follow me there or Instagram or whatever. Uh, but that's it. Again, my final thought is one of these days we'll put together a tight 45. This was not, of course, one of those days. With that, we will see you following the Detroit game on Tuesday to help you. Well, some somebody will be here. It won't be me because I'm going to be out celebrating New Year's Eve. So with that, uh, we bid you a nice adieu and uh, go 49ers. Good job yes. taking, taking the NFC West, boys. Uh, with that, we will see you all next time. So, um, oh, and Barracuda, win a goddamn game once in a while, would you? <laughs> killing me, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will catch you all next week for episode 87. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Do that real teal thing. Good night, everybody. We'll see you on Discord in 58 seconds. <laughs> Oh, and as soon as we're about to go off, uh, Jeannie decides to join. Jeannie, join earlier next time. (laughs) Join when we start, not when we finish. Good night, everybody.